right. Welcome in everyone to the Hustle With Us podcast. I'm your host, Tristan Plunkett, here with you for another edition. We got Craig Mushineau here with me for another edition. Craig, how are we today? All good, Tristan. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm fired up. I'm fired up because we just got off the line with Jeremy Hefner here. Jeremy Hefner, you folks might not know, he's the man behind the scenes of Baylor women's basketball. He's the Baylor women's basketball strength and conditioning coach. He's not out there uh, plugging in uh, every night on the court, but he's certainly putting in the work, like I mentioned, behind the scenes and in the weight room. Craig, definitely an interesting mindset that this guy has. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always great talking with people that have had the amount of success uh, that Coach Hefner's had, you know, a national championship there at Baylor. That's really exciting. Uh, but what really stands out to me is that, you know, he's all about the basics. He's all about fundamentals. There's no big secret uh, formula that he's got. It's, it's, uh, it's go after it and work hard. Um, and it sounds like that's what uh, he instills in his players and the idea of quality. So he talks a little bit about some of the mindset types of activities he does with his players as well. So yeah, just really interesting stuff. Right. He's an educator for first and foremost, as are most of our coaches here. And actually just a little backstory on Jeremy. He actually returned to this role here in uh, June of this past year, 2019. And you might think that, Hey, Baylor just won a national championship. You know, what, uh, what kind of experience does he bring along? Well, guess what? The last time they won a national championship in 2012, when that team went 40 and zero, guess who was also the strength and conditioning coach then. So he's definitely got more than a few feathers under his cap there. And uh, he, you mentioned the, the, his definition of quality. He also walks us through his definition of strength. And he, throughout the interview, he kind of portrays, he wants to make, just, make, just make sure that we're defining things the right way, kind of walking us through what weight training, what strength is, everything in his mind. You can tell that's what he instills on his players as well. So I want to get right into it here. Before we do, make sure you folks are scrolling down, hitting that five-star button there. Give us that rating on whatever feed you're listening to this podcast on. And, hey, make sure you're following Hustle with us on all of your social media outlets, Twitter, Instagram, the Facebook, all of it. Uh, without further ado, though, let's get right into it. Here's Jeremy Hefner. Before we get to our interview, a quick word about the Hustle Sports training app. If you're an athlete trying to improve your skills or a youth sports coach trying to develop your players with an effective training program, look no further than the Hustle app. Hustle is the simplest way to learn new sports skills. We partner with coaches and trainers at all levels to produce instructional videos and training plans that will help you to improve your fundamentals and master advanced techniques. Whether you're building out your practice plans or looking to improve your form, techniques, or fitness, Hustle has a training plan for you. Download our app in iTunes or the Google Play App Store by searching Hustle Training or visit our website at hustletraining.com. Get a leg up on your competition with Hustle. All right, here we go. All right, welcome everyone. We have with us on the line Jeremy Hefner. He's the strength and conditioning coach for Baylor University women's basketball team. Coach, how are we doing today? Doing great, doing great. Thank you both for having me. Awesome. And I know we're catching you just on the tail end of a workout here. So I'm sure you're all jazzed up, got the blood flowing. So do we. And we're just going to get we're just going to get a little bit right into it. I mean, the first thing, of course, where we like to start with all our guests, we want to know how you got your start. Was it being a strength and conditioning coach always in the cards for you? 
Um, no, it wasn't. Uh, there was telltale signs looking back, but no, you know, <laughs> I grew up wanting to be a baseball player, wanting to be an athlete. Um, and, uh, yet the, you know, my, so how I got into the business, I, 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 I played a little college baseball. Um, then I joined the, during my college baseball years, I joined the army. So then I went into the army and, um, physical culture is a major part of the army. Um, and that, and that did, that did a lot for me and my passion for what I'm doing now. Uh, it also gave me the discipline that I needed uh, and the direction because I needed direction at that time in my life. Um, you know, so that, that was a, a big start for me. Mm-hmm. So th- that, that was my motivation. When I got out, I still didn't know I wanted to be a strength coach, but I knew that I wanted to be a coach. Um, and so I, I got into school and uh, I actually, I waited tables and bartended after the military was going to school full time while doing that started. I mean, I was training myself the entire time, but uh, really I mean, to be honest, uh, I was managing uh, a bar and it was a Sunday and I just sat there and looked at myself and said, I've worked too hard to do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got I got on the phone and made some calls. I applied to the University of Texas and I was accepted to their grad school program um, for exercise science and nutrition. And once I got accepted there, I reached out to as many coaches as I could in the weight room. And uh, I spent the next two years, about 60 hours a week in the weight room when I wasn't in class or, you know, TA in classes um, for the next two years and just just fell in love with it. I had some tremendous mentors there. And then, you know, the, my career just kind of exploded from there. When, when you start at the University of Texas with high level athletes, you know, it's a it's, it's a good place to start. Let's just say that it's a great jumping off. point. I'd say so. Yeah, you really started from started from the top in your case, it seems like. Um, so you ended up, you ended up at Baylor. Well, you were at Baylor a couple of years ago. You took a, a couple of year break. Now you're back at Baylor with the women's basketball team. What did you, how did you initially get that start there at Baylor? My initial start, I came from the university of Georgia, uh, and I had, uh, I had a close relationship with coach Andy Landers, who was the, was the head basketball coach at the university of Georgia, um, who recruited Kim when she was an athlete. Um, and the position was open and, uh, my, my family's from here. Um, actually at the time, my brother had recently been injured in Iraq and he had been sent back. And, um, uh, I kind of was looking to get, I love Georgia, but I was looking to get back to Texas and it just so happened that the job came open. I mean, literally as I was contemplating moving back to Texas to be close to help my family with my brother. And it just, it was just one of those things where, you know, God parted the waters and I walked right into it. And I've been grateful ever since. Great. Let's hear um, a little bit more about uh, your time at Baylor. So, you know, our, as our listeners know, um, you know, the team that you train is national champions. I mean, that's that's awesome. So for a national championship caliber team, what what are some of the things that you do during the offseason? How do you approach training for the best team in the nation? Well, it's, it's, you know, I'm not going to blow anybody away with my answer. You approach, approach it with fundamentals and the basics. You really have to pay attention to the amount of stress they've been through. You know, everybody sees the championship trophy. Um, you know, they see the celebrations. But you've got to remember the time and the energy and the effort that they put in to get there. They played a week longer. Um, and the reality is Baylor plays a week longer every year. So, so if you're a senior, you've accumulated a lot of miles. Um, and additionally, in the six weeks where everybody else was kind of had downtime, these young ladies were traveling to the White House. They traveled to the state capitol. They went to the ESPYs. Um, um, so you have, you have a lot of travel fatigue. You have uh, additional stressors. I mean, they're good stress now, but still that all requires energy. Um, so you have, to, you have to be mindful of that when you come in, and you have to know where they're at. So we started slow. 
We started with basics and fundamentals. Uh, we actually, the first day that I met the team this summer, um, I gave them an assignment. It was on a Friday, and I, I, I said, I want everybody to come back with a definition of what the word quality means. And so for me, that's a big deal. Everything we do has to be of a high quality or there's no value to it. And so they all came back on that Monday, blown away. Every one of them had their own definition of quality. Some were similar, some were different, but they all put thought into it, which, which just let me know I was dealing with a different caliber team at that point. Um, so they came in, they explained what quality was. And for the month of June, we really focused on quality. Everything we did was done with quality. So we didn't do anything with fatigue. We, did, we didn't want to deal with fatigue. We wanted to push fatigue off as far as possible, and we wanted to do everything fresh and with quality. And so that was really our emphasis, and that's where we started. No, that's really interesting. It all, all often comes from um, having that mindset of high quality. That's, that's pretty interesting to hear. Um, you know, here at Hustle, we're all about the drills, getting into the details. And I know sometimes um, – you know, uh, strength trainers don't want to give away secrets or, or whatever, but can you walk us through kind of uh, one of your favorite drills or one of the drills that gets the best results um, for your team? Mm, let me think. So when you say drills, are we talking court? Or are we talking in the weight room? Yeah, I'm talking in the weight room. Yeah, I'm talking in the uh, in, in- in, in the weight room, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to bore everybody to death, but but the first thing I want to look at is can we do a push-up, and, and not can we do a push-up, but but if you'll, if you'll watch the way that our athletes do push-ups, that's how I want them done. I mean, they're, they're, like we said, we already, we've already established that quality is the only thing that I care about at this time. Um, and and that, gives me a, that gives just me a ton of feedback about what they can and cannot do. And, and the second thing is we're going to do a goblet squat. So if we're going to look at those two things, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to, I'm going to be able to assess ankle range of motion, foot control, hip range of motion, core stability, upper body strength, and then attention to detail because I'm going to give a lot of cues during this time period. And so those are going to be two of the first things that we do. And they're going to be just, just an evaluation tool that we can use to build strength. Got it. That's uh, that's interesting that we, even at their level, we're still just qualifying. All right, let's make sure we can do the push-up. Let's start with those fundamentals and make sure we can move up from there. So I want to so ask, it, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I just, just one more thing about that. Now there's, there's a lot of stuff that we do differently. I just picked out two things, but um, I will tell you that I worked exclusively with, with, I'm, I'm with basketball now, but as a consultant, I've worked with division one football programs um, because I'm a start from scratch kind of guy and I've built that reputation. Mm-hmm. Um and what, what we find out with even with our Division One level football teams, uh, we've, we've got guys that come in that can't do a push-up. They, they claim to bench 400 pounds in high school and they can't do a push-up. Well, I'm just <laughs> going to let you know from – I've been doing this for a long time. If that is the case, if they truly can't bench 400 pounds but they can't do a push-up, they're setting themselves up for failure because they're going to get hurt. You, you can't leave a, a weak link in a chain like that and put that much tension and pressure on it and not expect it to break. Of course. And so that's, that's, why, that's why we ch- – we check those weak links initially before we put a lot of tension and load on them. Exactly. With a push-up comes uh, comes lat strength, comes ch- comes pectoral strength, comes all of it. Uh, when you're just doing the bench press, you're not necessarily working out all those muscles. So like you said, that weak link in the chain can bring everything else down. Now, going off of that, let me ask you a little bit about weight training in regards to your workouts mm-hmm. here. How integral is weight training to your off-season workouts versus in-season? Are we trying to build that muscle in the off-season? Are we still continuing that in-season? What's your strategy there? So... Yes, yes, and no, no. So we're yeah. If we need muscle, we want to build muscle. But but just to get vocabulary correct, we're trying to build strength. 
Um, some athletes will build muscle muscle with that strength and some athletes will just get stronger in what we would call like a wiry strength. So um, there's two ways to build strength. You can get bigger muscles or you can train the nervous system to do what it's supposed to do. And that may be an increase, increase the push, the, the drive that the nervous system gives, or it may be taking the brakes off the nervous system. You know, so, so both of those ways will get you stronger, but we're always pushing strength. Um, to, to be sure we know when we're saying strength, when I say strength, I'm not necessarily saying I want my athletes to back squat 500 pounds, mm-hmm. but strength is control of the joints through a full range of motion under load. Load can be weight, it can be speed, it can be duration, but we want them to control their joints under the, you know, under, under whatever that load is through a full range of motion. And so, um, yes, we, we are going to push strength a little bit more right now than we are in season because we have the time to recover. We're not practicing 18 hours a week, um, you know, and then lifting two hours a week. You know, it's, it's kind of reversed. We spend a lot more time lifting right now and preparing the body for those practices that are soon to come. So strength training requires a lot of discipline. We know that. Um, and, and besides discipline, is there a trait um, that you see in some of your athletes um, that, you know, make them more successful than other athletes? Any particular trait that you can talk about? Um, you know, uh, well, if I had, if I had one trait that I would want every athlete to possess, it would be discipline. Um, and if I could slash that, it would be consistency. So we have to develop discipline. We do that through consistency. And once we've developed it, we have to be consistent with it throughout that time. And, and that's, that's the biggest trait. What's, what's really special about this team, me being in my infancy as, their, as this particular team's coach, they just, they just bring it. Um, they bring the intensity, um, but they do that because they're disciplined and they're consistent. And that's, just, that's one of my core philosophies is consistency breeds intensity intensity um and and you just you just see it they come in they're here every day they have smiles on their faces they're prepared to work they don't try to get out of stuff and then what happens when you do that through over time and time again everything becomes easy and so naturally you're going to push yourself a little bit more you're going to lift a little bit more weight you're going to go a little bit harder um and it's just it's just a beautiful thing to watch and so if you ask me what the trait was it, it would be hard to distinguish between discipline and consistency because if you're undisciplined and consistent there's no value in that but if you're disciplined and inconsistent, there's no, there's no value in that either. So disciplined consistency or consistent discipline, however you want to put it, uh, that's the number one trait with that hands down. That's a great way to put it, especially because you need that balance. I mean, whether you're a sports team, whether you're a company, if you don't enjoy going to work every day uh, with that balance, it's not going not gonna to pan out well for you. So, Coach, here at Hustle, yeah. we're all about the uh, technology and incorporating it into your training. i got to ask with the, uh, with the Baylor ladies out there, do you incorporate technology into your training routines today? To like in this actual workout we did today. I uh, know. I'm sorry. Or just just, in, just general. in general. Yeah. So, sorry. Okay. Just just clarifying. Um. Yes, we do. Um. We use the Polar Team Two heart rate monitor system. Okay. Um. It gives us some good data. It has an accelerometer in it. Now, this is not GPS data. Um. So it's it's not like the catapult system where it gives us you know the number of jumps, the velocities. Um, but it has some really key data points that we can use. And the big thing we use it for is we use it for our kind of volume load. So how much work are we doing and at what intensity? And so if, as you probably know, that the heart rate monitors are an internal load, whereas a GPS will give you kind of an external load, change of direction and stuff like that. And so we use that internal load to kind of, to kind of see where we're at, how much work we're doing. Have, have we done more work in the last three days than we did in the past seven days? You know, um, I love it. Okay. because we know that 100, 
150% more work in a three-day period over, you know, over a certain amount of time, it, the, the injury rates are exponential with that. And so um, if we have a day like that and we see it on the data, we can go and we can have a discussion with the coaching staff and say, hey, look, this is where we're at. We this would be a really good time to bring our volume or our intensity down so that we're not putting ourselves, making ourselves more susceptible to injury. Now, having said that, the technology piece is wonderful, and we act, we use several technologies. We use Tendo units to track bar speed. Um, we use just jump mats. Um, uh, we have some special for certain individuals. We have some special technology that we can use in another facility. Um, we also have uh, Omega Wave, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, mm -hmm. but it gives us kind of it, it it helps us let us know what our readiness is for that particular day. Um, so, so we do, we use several technologies, but the one thing I want to say is I work for a hall of fame basketball coach and, um, I've been using technology for going on nine years and, um, I, I can create reports. I can come show this data. And, and the wonderful and frustrating thing is I have all this data. I found something that's very valuable that I need to share with my head coach. I'm fired up. I got a meeting. I'm ready to go. And I walk in and she's like, okay, I'm ready to meet with you. But before we start, I need to let you know something. And she basically tells me what all my data has told me. <laughs> um, and so then I just put my data in my pocket and I say, coach, I'm really glad I work for you. And I just go back in my office, um, is. you know, and so that, that's, that's, what's great for working with the hall of fame coaches. You know, the, the reality of it is I can give her data, but that doesn't mean she's going to change what she does, but she's always two steps ahead. So she knows what the data is going to tell me and she's already prepared to make the adjustment. Got it. That's Kim Mulkey right there for you, everybody. Hell yeah. That's we love to hear that. All right, coach, real quick before we let you go, we want to get in a quick rapid fire round. We're gonna fire a question at you. Two questions, and you just come back first thing that comes to mind. We're gonna keep it real light here. Sound oh good? Lord. All right. Sounds good. All right. Here we go. A favorite sports movie of all time. Bull Durham. It's a good one. Um, do you have a favorite quote that you use with your players? Oh man, I can't rapid fire this one. Uh, all <laughs> thirty of them are from Kim Mulkey. All thirty <laughs> of them are from Kim Mulkey. So, um, if what you did yesterday looks big, you haven't done anything today. Ooh, okay. Like hey, that's it. a great way. That's a great way to end this interview. I'll tell you that right there. We're talking to Coach Jeremy Hefner, strength and conditioning coach for the Baylor women's basketball team. Coach, appreciate the time today, and best of luck to you to the season. Thank you so much. I really appreciate y'all's time. Thanks for having me.